0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Casting Views, a podcast hosted by me, Dan. And me, Lou. (laughs) Smooth. (laughs) Where we take a random topic each week and we cast our views. Again, Lou, another opportunity to not have, well, I was going to say to not have an awkward intro, but we've already <laughs> <eaten
1: it. laughs> yeah, My brain was about four seconds behind. It was awful. I was like, I'm sure there's supposed to be something happening there. Yeah, I'm supposed to then, yeah. oh, Because
0: we've, we've got another guest with us. So we've got Justin Henson from the moviewise. Hey, you guys. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. Firstly, as always, we'll give you a chance to talk about your podcast, Justin, Though, but have we had good days and weeks so far? How's everyone's day treating them?
2: Well, we just got out of a big windstorm. So this morning we finally got power. So we've been two days without power and it's been kind of a nightmare getting the podcast out. So, but really? we made it.
3: Wow.
2: So, yeah, probably the biggest windstorm I've seen in Seattle so
1: far. Wow. So. That's crazy because like we get like a, a power cut for like 30 minutes here and everyone <laughs> loses their mind. Like you get the parents <laughs> yeah. like on Facebook being like, why is my why is my electricity gone? I can't do this and I can't do that. Two days would send people. I'm sure they'd write in the streets here
2: oh it's it's insane yeah <laughs> but everything's good uh family's good you know power's back on so everybody's ecstatic right now <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's good to know that you're back in the 21st century
0: <laughs> right no more candlelight here but <laughs> well, we have uh like Lou was alluding to we have not even i wouldn't even call it half an inch of snow and we we grind to a halt here don't we it's, yeah um... yeah
1: anything to do like wi-fi going out for 30 minutes here big crisis Inch of snow, big crisis. Even heavy rain. Even even the sun when it's too hot is big crisis here. Everything's a, yeah. Leaves
0: on the train tracks.
1: Yeah, we need everything to be moderate. If anything's a, a, a tiny form of extreme, we don't deal with it very well.
0: Oh, man, we get nervous if the sun comes out over here.
3: Rain's the normal <laughs> for us. <Yeah.
0: laughs> Actually, i tell you what. Look, we are digressing here. That's the impression you get in all the programs and everything. And We had this chat with Leo a couple of weeks ago about how TV is obviously very misleading. You can't always believe everything. But it is Seattle rainy? I think today. <laughs>
2: it is, but the main thing about Seattle is it could be rainy for about five minutes, and then you'll see a glimpse of sun for another five minutes, and then you just have snow. Like we just <laughs> we we just got through a windstorm and come out this morning, and there's snow. So wow. it's the the weather can change at the tip of a hat. But you know what? It's a great city. I love
1: it. So when kids go to school and people go to work, do you need to bring like multiple changes of outfit? You're like, do I need my raincoat? Do I need the boots to wade home in snow? Do I need a sunglasses and a cap? We (laughs) have like every eventuality.
2: (laughs) We have like a Seattle emergency kit in the trunk of the car. So we have rain boots, we have umbrellas, but most of the time it never gets used. We just kind of go out in t-shirts and shorts. We're, We're just kind of adjusted to it. So I'm doing yard work when it's, pouring down rain and like shorts and a
0: tank top <laughs> Love that. because we've had a we've had a few days here Lou, haven't we of rain so maybe i'm just gonna say we live in seattle yeah <laughs> yeah yeah in reality it has really pissed it down though to be fair it's been yesterday quite bad, it? yeah my word yesterday yeah. I, was at, I was at my mum's house uh 'cause because I, I went there for dinner helped out did some bits and pieces in the garden we sat down I said, what's that noise? And, and turn around and it was just bucketing down. The amount of rain that came down in about 10 minutes is just unreal. Oh, that's crazy. But then the so, sun will come out. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the weather like
2: right now?
1: It's great gloomy. It, isn't yeah, it? it's, so, yeah, and it's yeah. actually quite bitter cold at the minute. It's weird. Like the switch from October to November felt like someone turned the switch down 15 degrees because you could get away <laughs> with like going to the shots and just a jumper. But I sat at, some, at a football game this weekend and I was sat there for 90 minutes outside and I thought to myself, I, like, I should have brought an overcoat, should have brought gloves, should have brought a hat. And I would have been perfectly fine doing that two weeks ago with what I was wearing. But yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's taken quite a quite a cold turn, I think.
0: Oh, that's cool. Right. But we're not here to talk about the weather, although it feels like we've got enough material. I think we could be. Hang on a minute. Can I not cut in with my terrible news? You're not going to ask me how I'm doing. How are you doing? Excuse the language, but my fucking cat died. I wasn't sure if you were going to say that. Yeah, I wasn't sure if we were going to bring it up, so I didn't want to talk about it. I was just like, is it too soon?
1: Is it not too soon? (laughs) He was like, but that would be a really good bit. We could clip it.
2: (laughs) I don't know if I should be nervous that you're smiling while delivering this news.
1: (laughs) No, do you know what it is? It's It's an old cat, though. Yeah, he is an old boy. 19, 19. Wow. That's that's a lot of years life. I feel like if I get that many years in cat years, I probably would be all right with that, to be fair. yeah, Anything Uh, past 50 is a win. Yeah, this I cat don't. was half my
0: age. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Well,
1: yeah. This is what I mean. So, in reality, he's done the equivalent human years of what, like 90 odd? Been around for a long time. So, I was like, well, wow. I'll say bye to him at some point. He's currently sat buried in the garden at the minute. Oh, so, is uh, that right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Nice nice place to rest. Uh, and then I was just like quietly looking out the window, being like, well, then, this is fucking
0: depressing. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing, you know, when we're, we're talking about pets now. I mean, I don't, I don't have any. That cat was 19 years old. So, it was. It's almost as old as your sister. Yeah, yeah, it, it? yeah, it is, yeah. You know, it was it, you You grew up with him, and, and like I said, I've known him for just under half my life. So, like, <laughs> so yeah, you can see how they become entrenched in, in families, you know. Yeah, so. that's the
1: thing. Like, I was just like, well, oh, damn. So, yeah, my week's not been off to a good start.
0: Oh. <laughs> I don't know what to say now. That's yeah, the, yeah, it's the thing. No. It's like that awkward thing. you know when, like, someone just,
1: like, drags down a conversation? You're like, uh, well...
0: <laughs> like talk about awkward openings man yeah, yeah. So on to the fun stuff <laughs> um, yeah no so yeah we, we, there's a send a thought to billy poor billy there we go <laughs> poor billy <laughs> okay so but other than that lou <laughs> yeah but other than that week's been great <laughs> How do you feel about it? Although, like I said, with the way I'm releasing these, these, uh, these episodes, I think you were ill fine, and now we're talking about you being ill again. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's you recovered? You're all good? Right, yeah, it's okay. an awkward,
1: awkward story arc for our
0: listeners. <laughs> and now with that, you, you mentioning that, I feel a bit awkward about one of my stories, but we're going to have to do it because it's all I've brought to the table today. So anyway, um, <laughs> so cheers, Lee. <laughs> right, Bef- we're, we're going to talk about urban legends. I think we might call them myths folklore urban legends all the same thing so we'll go into those shortly but first let's hear from some friends and and Justin you'll be fully aware of these so we're going to hear from super familiar with the Wilsons great podcast they actually now provide our music our intro and outro the intro music is the slickest bit about our intros to our episodes they've got a weekly podcast and if you can crack the quiz the music quiz that Josh does each week, then yeah, you're a better person than I. So yeah, let's hear from them now. The
1: Super Familiar with the Wilsons Podcast. You know that family whose house you hung out in when you were a kid? The house was a little loud and chaotic, but always fun and sometimes felt more home than home. Well, that's us.
3: We're the Wilsons and we welcome you into our podcast with silly chat, ridiculous games, and interviews with interesting people. Like a spin
0: doctor. The Super Familiar with the Wilsons Podcast welcome home. And we're back. Now, before we get right into it, Justin, do you want to tell us about your podcast? Yeah, it's called The
2: the Movie Wire. Every week, I kind of set a, a goal of four movies to review, whether that's theatrical, whether that's streaming. I try and focus more on theatrical to just kind of give some love to the movie theaters that are struggling right now. Um, and if people are going to spend some money to go invest into some two hour entertainment, um, I kind of do a quick shot review where you can go listen to the review on the way to the movie, on the way back from the movie. And the intent is to create a conversation, not to necessarily give spoilers. I try and steer away from those. Um, but my main intent of the show is just to give a quick five, six minute snapshot to just open up a family conversation or a friend conversation about the movie and let the audience kind of just fill in the blanks after they see the movie so it's a it's a lot of fun and it gives me an excuse to say tell the wife that you know what i got to get out of the house and go
0: see a movie so it, it's been great and it's a great show do you ever feel the pressure when you get like a whole glut of releases at once is there is there a bit of pressure to, to how, how do you do it? do you either stick an extra film into review or do you have to try make a couple of episodes back to back
2: It's nearly impossible to do back-to-back, and the last three episodes, I mean, we're starting to get into huge releases now, and it has to be on point, because if I'm doing four movies, eight hours a week, uh, then writing the reviews, and then doing the uh, editing and podcast, you have to be on point with scheduling, and I have a very particular, I know we've uh, tweeted middle of the night, and I'm still watching (laughs) my movie number three, and last night I think I was up till five. Uh, you don't sleep. Movie.
0: I actually think you do not sleep.
2: <laughs> I got a rhythm, so usually i'll on Thursdays, Fridays, I'm in bed by four or five. I'm up putting the kids on the bus by seven thirty, and then I take another couple hour nap. So I mean, it, it gets it gets a little stressful, but you know what? It's worth it. It's a lot of fun, and you know what? movies make it to me it's movies are my passion it makes it worth it especially if I get some great reactions and feedback from listeners
0: and um, I've mentioned it actually it might have been last week on last week's episode but I think we ran your promo the amount of times I've listened to your episode and then message you because the phrase you've used or some of the, the the wording you use you you've got you've got a definite way of either showing your displeasure or disgust or even praise at films I think
2: yeah. And a lot of those times it comes across just angry because as I'm reading the review for the show, I I get reminded and I just start to get angry about what I saw. I'm just like, <laughs> that's not how I wrote it, but you know, I'll just go with it. And my last episode, I think I, I you listened to the last one, I think. Um, yeah. I reviewed uh, the movie Till and I started reading the review and about two minutes into it, I just went off script and that whole uh review was ad-libbed because it was such a passionate movie and I just went with it so there's a lot of times where it's just the the
0: emotion of film just takes control of it well if you want to talk about angry viewer you've got a, a, a guy here who's kindred spirit review. you Lou, Lou doesn't do things by half either do you Lou? no 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 not really no no not in reality and actually I quite like that feeling as
1: well I actually <laughs> indulge in the moments where I can
0: get <laughs> before we move on um can we talk about so i know in our in our little podcast group you've also got another little star on your show haven't you who features who every now and then so do you want to talk about brooklyn <laughs> my daughter brooklyn so she asked me to be
2: on one episode because she's usually in the back watching me record and it, it caught her interest so we had her on the show and she did outstanding and it at one point it it gets into a heated, de- a heated debate that I usually have to edit out because our episodes are like 45 to an hour of just me in Brooklyn. And I try to keep it to 30 minutes. And uh, you know what she's passionate about? She loves attention. She loves the attention and she loves movies. It's a perfect mix. So she's my shining star. And you do like to embarrass her from
0: time to time as well. I so. love it.
2: I love it. So when her friends comes over, they it's like when they walk in, they just truly expect a comment um, from me in Brooklyn. Um, and they just eat it up. And it's a good relation. We have a good relationship. And we try and treat it as an open and honest relationship where there's love, but it's okay to debate and just not take life so seriously no you,
0: you do yeah and you two sound great you, you could tell you've got that good relationship and yeah she, and she is really good when she's on the mic so yeah fair play to her well. We'll, we'll watch for her uh, her podcast soon in the future so Star <laughs> yeah, it's in the it works <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we'll come back to you at the end so we'll let you kind of plug your socials or, or sort of where best to to find you but yeah urban legends so I've got, as Lou always likes to remind people, I, I've got, I had a look and said right, what is technically an urban legend? So I've got the description going up. And it just comes with like true fact and then it so... relies
1: on me for just controversial yeah, but, well, the, the majority
0: of this episode is going to be probably fiction anyway, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so You so don't we... know that. Don't don't treat these things lightly already off the bat, I'm not having it. You've <laughs> got to have 2% facts. So an urban legend is a is a genre of folklore comprising stories of, or awful phil- Flaçious claims circulated as true, especially as having happened to a friend of a friend or a family member, often with horrifying, humorous, or cautionary elements. These legends can be entertaining, but often concern mysterious peril or troubling events, such as disappearances and strange objects or entities. So, there's a lot more, but I thought basically that 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 kind of says it all. And we've all kind of uh, I won't say anything now because in case we we discuss some... but. You know, even from back in the day with the old chain letters and chain emails, there's all sorts of things you know that that can feature. So we're only going to scratch surface. So shall we hand over to our guest? Should we let our guest?
1: I think so, because this is also going to be quite a cool comparison between what is like common British urban legend and like culturally where the differences are. And I always really inter- I'm always really interested in that. So yeah, I think we'll let you kick off. <laughs> Go
2: oh, for outstanding.
1: <laughs> well,
2: I have to address the first urban legend of if I don't bring a drink to your guys' show, Lou's going to just appear in the back of me and kick my ass. Is that is that, is that accurate? You know what, uh, over in Washington, I mean, we have of course the most notorious, which would be Bigfoot, Sasquatch, Yeti, whatever you want to call it. And this one I grew up with and we have probably about 100 different parks surrounding Uh, Bigfoot you you can't go to the woods and not see a Bigfoot statue somewhere Um, but growing up we have a summer home in the in the woods and I remember this my grandparents usually telling us a story of Bigfoot and it's mainly a scare tactic so we didn't wander into the woods by ourselves but me and my cousins used to just go anyway with our water pistols and try and hunt Bigfoot and usually when we come home for the day That was totally regrettable because once the uh, nighttime comes, you're under your blanket wondering if you pissed off Bigfoot or not. (laughs) (laughs) So, But, you know, as kids, I think Sasquatch is a huge, cool story because it really spikes the imagination of uh, going out in the woods and having that adventure. I think it's more of a adventure story more than just kind of a scary horror story and to me it's one of my favorite urban legends to go out into any woods in the pacific northwest and the first thing that comes into your mind is bigfoot
1: i was gonna say because there have been programs and that sort of thing that have been broadcast here on like our like american channels is what i'll call them Mm. where people have like legitimately had programs where they're like we're going to hunt bigfoot and they've got (laughs) like the grainy footage from like two miles away of like some shadow walking (laughs) through trees and so Would you say that in terms of urban legend, being an urban legend, would you say that there is amongst maybe a small portion of population, a genuine belief in Bigfoot that goes along with that? Yeah. And
2: I I would say there's a big belief in Bigfoot, whether or not I believe in it, you know what? No, I don't, but you know what? There's a lot of explanation. Um, and I was, while I was going down this rabbit hole of urban legends, there are so many stories of mountain men, uh, with just this long hair loincloth and all this that wander woods and you know there's so much misinterpretation and the imagination plays tricks on you at times and especially in your youth where you think you see something or you don't think you see something but in this case it's grown adults that see this but (laughs) (laughs) but the woods uh the woods have a habit of creating tricks on the mind so um but I think it's just an all-in-fun urban legend that when you go into the woods, it creates an experience,
0: and that's that's why it's one of my favorite urban legends. Is it still a thing now, as in for, for youngsters now? So is it something that, for, for example, let's pick on Brooklyn, is, is it something that she grew up with or, or you told her stories about or her friends talk about?
2: Those stories don't work on youth now because all they're yeah. going to do is whip out their phone and Google it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like... I, I feel like I have another fact checker in the house, because if we're having a conversation, she'll just whip out her phone and then just fact check me. So urban legends are almost a thing of the past when it comes to kids nowadays. If we go hiking or if we go to uh, Mount Rainier or uh, wherever we may go, um, you'll try and tell Brooklyn a scary story and she'll just look at you like <laughs> you're crazy.
0: <laughs> but and this is why part of me, why I wanted to talk about this episode, because I, I, I mentioned I can't remember which episode it may have been our superstition one, but. I remember kind of my dad saying to me once, you know, he grew up in, in like the, in a farm in the countryside in Italy. And he was saying ghost stories were an attempt to stop kids going past a certain point in the forest, or you didn't want them to go get hurt or get lost. And, and like I said, now everything is so provable or or disprovable on a, on a smartphone now, isn't it? Oh yeah. I mean, and it goes to the kind of what I said earlier. It's like, if you, you hear
2: that story during the day, um, when we were kids, you would just go out and check it yourself um, if you were brave enough. And that's what we did. It, we created a, almost a mission to try and find Bigfoot. Um, and again, that's different when the lights go down. But it's that experience that kids don't even have now to actually experience that
0: hands on. Yeah. Did you ever think you'd found him or, or did you, was there anything like a false lead or a, or a lead you thought you'd saw? Oh no, Dan! I found him. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> here we so, go. We've got a scoop now.
2: <laughs> you always have. If you have a group of people going into the woods, you know one of that one person in that group is going to see Bigfoot. <laughs> I saw something. I saw Over something. There.
0: You guys were too late.
1: <laughs> it, do you do you have? Do you know? So again, like this is like the same for aliens on the programs that we have broadcast here. <laughs> is there somebody like in in any particular town? Where where they're so convinced that they're like the town person for, Do you know, like everybody's. Every, we see the programs <laughs> yeah. where like somebody's been abducted by aliens. There's one that had like a face to face encounter with Bigfoot. Will die on
0: that hill. Is willing to turn it's around. The old guy rocking on his rocking <laughs> yeah, yeah. chair on the porch <laughs> of his house. Yeah.
2: Oh, when you're in Seattle, you just have to walk two blocks and just talk to anybody on the sidewalk, and you will meet that person. Like you cannot go a couple blocks without meeting those people.
1: You're asking someone for directions. They're like, but don't go that way because that's yeah. Where big. <laughs> yeah.
0: I was going to ask, is it or or was it at least a kind of like a tourist thing as well? Is is there a bit of business made on that for for tourism? Oh yeah,
2: I, and look, when I talk about like the Bigfoot statues, um, when I was introducing Bigfoot, literally, if you go to any park in Washington nine out of 10 times you're gonna see a gift shop you're gonna see a statue i mean i think i have in my photo album probably about 20 different pictures with bigfoot statues so there is some money to be made from this and rightfully so i mean you're gonna milk that urban legend you're and that's about building the experience too right but you do have those are gonna profit from the myth and the legend um but it's tempting you get sucked in even though you don't believe it you are you're gonna go into that shop you're gonna buy that sasquatch hoodie or that sasquatch hat and you're just gonna sport it while you're going down the trail along with the 50 other people that wear the same exact thing that you are this sasquatch is making a lot of royalties
0: of this right? merch. right <laughs> uh, Should trademark that name and change my name Lou, Lou, for the for the obviously only for podcast purposes, the trip to Seattle to do the <laughs> yeah, tour. <okay. laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna, gonna be
1: like we're gonna be like um the guys in Fred. Was it Fred? <laughs> the alien one where they're like doing no, alien Paul, tourism Paul, Paul,
0: Paul Paul yeah. oh my god oh, you've, <laughs> got, you've got you've got a movie guy on here if you <laughs> yeah. make sure you gotta get your stuff right i just yeah. was like fuck it i'll pick a name
2: <laughs> you guys should come over live feed we'll go take our water pistols and hunt some
0: bigfoot <laughs> i'll be like look what was it over here was it ghost ghost watch or no, ghost hunt or something the most you haunted. Was that the big thing. Most haunted. That was it. Yeah, yeah when well, they go try find ghosts, so we'll do that. Oh, um,
1: ah, is is there with with the Bigfoot legend? Then is there anything like advice? So do you know, like, if you encounter a Bigfoot, like, <laughs> what should? you yeah, do you stop, drop, <laughs> and roll? Do you make yourself as big as possible? Do you run? Do you friend him? Do you like hop on one leg and? Like,
0: well, I thought he was friendly. Times? You're making out that he's evil. I thought he was supposed to be friendly, wasn't it? Well, Bigfoot and I- the Hendersons
3: and
0: all that. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you look at all the
2: footage. You can only do one thing: just stare at it till it goes away. Like <laughs> nobody approaches
0: it. It just you just stare at it, so it'll eventually go away. He does have a bit of a look on him from the pictures I've seen. He gives you a yeah, dirty yeah. look, doesn't he? <laughs> Over the shoulder.
2: Well, he does a model look. Like when you ever get a footage of Bigfoot, he'll whip his neck around and give you like the Zoolander Blue Steel look <laughs> and just <laughs> smile for
0: the camera. So, is there anything? How how recent? Because, well, this isn't recent anymore, but I know it was even a thing in the Grand Theft Auto games, wasn't it? Especially, was it number four? I think it was a where people swore that. I mean, they can't find them in real life, and they're actually saying they can find them in the game now, you know, Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> so, is there, you know, is like we said with the modern day and age, it's probably less likely, but are there recent sightings or are there recent stories about the, the Yeti? Well, I think that's, I
2: think that story has been exhausted. And I think technology has a big piece of that. If you look at how advanced technology is versus the 50s, 60s, we would have found it by now. And and I think as we go from generation to generation, they're smart enough to realize that. And it makes it less effective um, when you actually try and tell this tale. So, you know what, I think even the media at this point, you get those random crazy people calling saying, I saw Bigfoot. All yeah. right. <laughs> so nobody's publishing it anymore. You're just, that's why you see a lot of movies, TV shows about it because they like the idea of it, but you don't have anybody reporting it anymore.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, we, and with one of mine, one I'm going to talk about, yeah you, just, yeah, you just don't see it anymore, which is why, like I said, I, I thought this might be an interesting thing. Um, I think urban legends now are just becoming more and more almost like horror or online scare stories more than anything aren't they now so oh absolutely I think though Justin you
1: made a really good point when you said nowadays like as kids you can just google it so you can just look at your mum and dad and be like no you're talking shit (laughs) (laughs) nothing's (laughs) gonna happen to me if I go into whereas I had to get to like the big old age of 19 to know that like these things weren't gonna happen to me but now it's just like yeah I'm going on the iPad I've just googled it and this person on Twitter's just said that you're talking rubbish like all of a sudden it's like there's no power in that anymore <laughs> there really isn't and uh, that's the sad
3: part
2: about it is it takes so much fun away from it it's I can't get away with anything I have to be very strategic on how I try and uh, fool Brooklyn
1: <laughs> you need to invent new urban legends that's what you need to that's do. right I'll be the guy on the
2: second block of Seattle just creating new crap
1: there's nothing online about this yeah that's because everybody that's ever posted anything online has
0: disappeared oh lou that is brilliant absolutely brilliant you're scaring me now (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think that's that's a good start because obviously we've we've obviously heard about him bigfoot in the uk as well haven't we it was it was just as much a kind of an urban legend i think because it was something from over in the states as well and i always do think as things a double bluff because when you do get shows like it was called Bigfoot and Hendersons or Harry and the Hendersons. I Harry remember. and the Hendersons. Yep. I think here we called it Bigfoot and the Hendersons. I'm sure. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Because you know it's we have to be itchy. a lot more. Yeah, we have to be a lot more obvious and in your face here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we we discussed this, Lou, didn't we, about aliens? Uh, are they doing that because it's real? And they're getting us used to it. I, 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 you know, we, we laugh it off now, but do it at your peril, I tell you. And then that
1: old guy in the town's gonna go, I fucking knew it.
0: <laughs> it was a documentary, it wasn't a sitcom, it was a documentary. Okay. All right, no, cool. Cheers for kicking us off with that. Lou, I was going to say go over to you because I'm I'm always afraid of stealing something from yours. But we discussed beforehand. I have got something from yours, which I'm well, going to steal. So. i tell you
1: what, then. Can I go before you? Because this one is kind of like not mildly linked, but kind of like along a similar vein. And also it. is one more states and Canada based. Now, I think we've actually talked about this in a previous episode, but this is the urban legend of the Wendigo.
0: Oh, yes, you have. You like the Wendigo, don't you? I like the (laughs) Wendigo. I just like the
1: story. And do you know what it is? Is They made that game, didn't they, which was Until Dawn, about the whole story. Oh, it was, yeah. Sorry, it It was was Until Dawn. Dawn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I might might not get Fred right, (laughs) but I can get the game right. Um, So, Justin, Wendigo. Ever heard of a Wendigo? No, this one's new to me. I'm curious. Oh, wow. Okay, so um, what is a Wendigo? A Wendigo is basically... Um, the product of like Native American folklore. Um, So I think the first like instances of a Wendigo being like documented were like two or 300 years ago. Um, And there were lots of stories that were collected and a Wendigo is known to be basically a human like creature or psychological or, or, or um, paranormal spirit um, or demonic spirit that is, is, has like an insatiable like, hunger for human flesh. So it's basically a cannibalistic monster. But it could also be a person who has been turned into a Wendigo. So it's an actual human who has then become like a vicious monster that wants to eat flesh. Um, there's a load of original stories as to how it originated um, so one of them was about a traveller who became so like weary and tired that he resorted to cannibalism and as a result of the cannibalism then became consumed by like this spirit, which then turned him into the very first Wendigo. Um but it became So such that's a just huge... a
0: story by parents to stop their kids turning into cannibals. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's <laughs> yeah. all it <the> is. Yeah. <laughs> Don't eat your classmates. <laughs> like... <laughs>
1: um So although it can exist in like a physical form, it's mainly in spirit now. And so it was such a heavily believed urban legend that many Native American communities actually blamed disappearances of um, people on the Wendigo. Um, there's loads of original stories as well about how like people had been consumed by the spirit. So there's like a psychological condition called Wendigo psychosis. And that's where like the spirit of the Wendigo consumes you. And there are stories dating back to the early 20th century of people who actually did cannibalize other humans, but for, with no apparent need for it. So the Wendigo was basically characterised as cannibalism, but without the need, which was the reason that it was a Wendigo, because you didn't need to eat. eat It wasn't for survival. It was as a result of just wanting to do it. Um, But yeah, not so much anymore, but was always kind of linked to the Bigfoot one, because it was kind of the same place in the States in terms of where they were spotted. Predominantly a creature that came out in the wintertime as well, um, characterised by like having power over storms and like, Basically, making its victims like confused and like lost before it would like consume their flesh and that sort of thing. But really, really interesting stories that kind of came along with it. And I think, as well, horrifically fucking scary. Imagine hearing that as a kid. It is like that anybody can be consumed by this spirit. And that's the reason that this person went missing when in reality, they probably just got caught in a really bad storm (laughs) or this person went missing. Because obviously, this is hundreds and hundreds of years ago now where you're talking about like urban legends, not like you having this story passed down, we don't have the ability to look at it and say, oh, that can't be real. And people go missing. You just have to believe that that's what's happened, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's always been one that I've been interested in, but I just don't think maybe as as much anymore um, a known thing. I think it was probably Until Dawn the Game that actually brought the principle of the Wendigo about. I was going to
0: throw this at you. Did you know about the Wendigos beforehand? Because as far as I'm aware, I remember it is in a horror film. Now, I'm not going to be able to tell you which horror film it was, but I remember them talking about it in a horror film and in a couple of games and it was purely yeah from games that i learned about it
1: ah see we actually learned about wendigo psychosis in our psychology classes at school um so we knew about them initially and like had seen like you know like you see drawings of them because even the drawings of them are actually terrifying (laughs) um and so then from that then it became like more of a thing in like popular culture because of like the game like adaptation and that sort of thing um, but it kind of looks like a, a, it depends on what depiction it is. Cause some of it look like a humanoid kind of deer, but one that looks horrifically malnourished <laughs> and then other versions are just like, um, is it the vampires from Salem's lot, but just with oh, blood yeah. all over their mouths. That's kind of what it looks like as well in other depictions. Uh, but yeah, really, really creepy. And again, a lot of, a lot of, um, like urban legends that actually had proper impact on people to the point where, okay, we actually identified a person as cannibalizing their family, as having Wendigo psychosis, as opposed to them being just utterly nuts. Like we turned around and said, no, the Wendigo, in the spirit of the Wendigo, has come over this person um but yeah very very creepy <laughs> justin what's,
0: what's your take on the Wendigo? there that is absolutely terrifying
1: <laughs>
2: but i think it reaches to your point it goes on one of the most feared human uh fears which would be cannibalism and i think that's the whole premise of it now that one i can't picture aging well especially because nobody wants to go out in the winter now and if that's the time it comes out everybody's in (laughs) in, inside playing until dawn or having a drink that one's interesting to me and that one i'm surprised i haven't seen especially with such a great topic that would be for like a, a
1: horror icon yeah yeah I guess as well, when you look at, again, the fact that it's associated with winter, it has come about then for a particular... Yeah, it, it has come about for a particular reason then, hasn't it? It's like, okay, winter's when we have storms. We don't want people going out in storms. We need to keep them in. How do we say... Well, the, giant the kind clocks of go monster? back, it gets dark yeah. early. We don't want <laughs> our dream. kids out. But especially at the turn of like the like not 20th century or whenever it was, when people needed... Again, when urban legends almost had a bit more power to them, what's more scary than a cannibalistic monster that looks like a deer ripping you to pieces and your family to pieces to stop you from going out when you shouldn't be going
2: out uh, yeah one of my biggest fears is being attacked by a malnourished deer
0: and you know <laughs> it it haunts my dreams almost once a week but you see what, what i was going to say about this is what i like about ones like this is when you start throwing the paranormal into it it's almost how do you prove or disprove it because you can say that a malnourished deer isn't going to really be after you. But it's a paranormal. How do you know?
1: It's almost like it throws a little bit more legitimacy to it. To take it from like a, oh, that's just bullshit to a, hmm. Um I mm-hmm. wanna
0: the Bigfoot is just a seven foot bloke in an outfit running <laughs> two Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But that deer, the, yeah, that's 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 uh that's gonna
2: eat you. Yeah. Well it's just the mere image of it that's terrifying. If I was a kid and I got that story told to me, absolutely I'm not leaving my house even during the summer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: And we're touching on this again, right, aren't we? When I was a kid at my school, you you could go for camping for a week, etc. And it was sitting around the campfire and you were trying to scare each other with ghost stories or scary stories. And and again, we see that in films now. And it's like, what was it about that, that as kids, you want to be terrified or or you want to hear those stories? And and yeah, like I said, I just don't know if it's just a, a thing that's disappeared now because... You could prove they're not, or well, you could prove or, or not disprove that these things are real, you know.
2: I mean, as a kid, I love to be scared during the day, it's the nighttime <laughs> yeah, that I had yeah. a problem with. Yeah. I'm like, oh, watching uh, Chucky or Friday the 13th during the day, I'm like, that is really cool. Night falls.
0: <laughs> I remember, um, oh, this was years ago at work on the uh, the business park I worked at. I was, I was going for a walk with uh, my manager, and out of this hedge, a fox comes out. And I'm thinking, you don't often see them during the day. So, you know, it's, it's probably malnourished. So you see where I'm going now. But um, mm. but I was thinking at the time, I was going through all the horror films and thinking, right, have we seen a fox in a horror film? Are they? Should I be worried about this or not? <laughs> Is it walking in front of me? It's funny you start relaying everything to horror films. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still here to, t- to tell the tale. So, yeah. All turned out good. Yeah, I'm not going to say go up and play with a random fox you'll see. Cause just in case. Uh, we're not saying that. But, yeah. Man, I got to go find a fox and pet a a bear. Thanks, Dan. Got that advice (laughs) from you. (laughs) Yeah, and I just want to say, if you do take any advice from casting views, well, it's all on your head. (laughs) 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 Okay, cool. I'm going to throw, or or was there anything else about the Wendigo? Any other questions? No, although I
1: did have, so one of the tribes um, that the Wendigo was commonly um, like part of like the urban legend culture type thing was the, uh, I've now, forgive me if I butcher this pronunciation, the Ojibwe tribe, and they're Southern Canada and the Northern Midwestern United States. And there was um, a teacher um, from this um, tribe of people and they only died in 2015, but they gave this description of the Wendigo. And again, bearing in mind that this would have been a description that was given, you know, at at, at a point at which we had access to the internet, but it's still horrifically terrifying. So the Wendigo was gaunt to the point of um, emaciation. It's... Dissected skin pulled tightly over its bones, with its bones pushing out against its skin. Its complexion, the ash grey of death, and its eyes pushed back deep into their sockets. The Wendigo looked like a gaunt skeleton recently disinterred from the grave. What lips it had were tattered and bloody, unclean and suffering from the separation of the flesh. The Wendigo gave off a strange and eerie odour of decay and decomposition. Of death and corruption, like that. If you're a kid and you're hearing that, Justin doesn't sleep anyway. So (laughs)
0: yeah, I'm good. (laughs) No, you're saying that. Yeah, I thought it was very much a Canadian thing, actually. Yeah, it It is uh,
1: more predominantly, but it's like that period just over the border where, like, the tribes originally would have had, like the land that kind of went through that 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 kind of like midsection of the United States and Canada. I'm sorry, I'm terrible with American geography. Uh, Who am I? Forgive me.
0: <laughs> How far is Seattle from Canada? Oh, you're not that far, are you? So- oh, no, we're about hour and a half up north. So yeah. Well done, Lou. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, I'll stay here, I'm good. I'm going to send
1: <laughs> a picture of the map and it's going to be Seattle perfectly covered.
0: <laughs> Justin's next uh, podcast is going to be Hi, and this is coming from Miami, Florida (laughs) 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 Right Well, I'm going to Well, I'm not going to say necessarily lighten things up a bit But I'm going for something a little less scary And and terrifying than that I'm going to go for the Loch Ness Monster So, (laughs) Justin, I'm I'm sure have, have, Have you heard of it over...
2: It's another one of my favorites, so I'm glad you're talking about it.
0: <laughs> Lou, I know you, so I kind of stole this. Well, we, we, we shared the same feature. We did the so same idea, yeah. to, be, to be fair, I only quickly added this on as an afterthought today because I realized I only had one. And so I thought, no, I, sh- I really should bring, as the host, I, sh- I should bring more than one to the, to the party. So uh, you might be able to fill in. But yeah, basically, the Loch Ness Monster is a monster that is said to inhabit Loch Ness in Scotland. The reason why I like this is because it's got an affectionate name so Lou's giving you your blood-tattered demonic deer that's going to eat you. (laughs) This one is called Nessie which I really like. (laughs) (laughs) It's often described as a large long-necked creature with one or more humps protruding from the water. Now what is interesting about this one is the amount of time that this monster has supposedly been sighted. So I think I saw today that the first sighting was actually in the year 565, 565. So this is an enduring one. And do you know what I mean? So the fact that Nessie has evaded people for this long is quite impressive. Now, I could go into all the listings. I'm not. But the main one that brought Nessie to light was in 1933. So we're still now talking almost 100 years ago now. That was an article that was published um, in the Inverness Courier about a large beast or whale-like fish. It was the article by Alex Campbell, who was a part-time journalist, discussed the sighting by Aldi McKay of an enormous creature with the body of a whale rolling in the water in the lock while she and her husband, John, were driving down the road. The word monster was reportedly applied for the first time in this article. So we then, you know, carry on, carry on, carry on. Two of the things, though, I did want to pull out, though, was in, um, in 2014, it was reported that a satellite image on Apple Maps showed what appeared to be a large creature uh, just below the surface of Loch Ness. At the locks far north, the image appeared about 30 metres, so 98 feet long. Now, this is what I always love about things like this. So bear in mind, people are saying that they think they've seen the 100 foot long monster in the water. Explanations were it was possibly the wake of a boat, which I always find funny because how do you mistake the wake of a boat with a monster? <laughs> saying the boat itself had been lost in the image, sti- uh, image stitching or low contrast, ripples caused by seal or floating wood. Now, <laughs> what I love about stuff like this is if you take the first one, like the wake of a boat, I love that because you've then got like the conspiracy element of saying, well, the boat, there's no boat. But then you say, well, it got lost in the stitching of the images. Like how convenient that the boat was in <laughs> that part of, of the map. Down to it was a piece of wood, uh, <laughs> you know, which always cracks me up. And in 2015, Google commemorated the 81st anniversary of the surgeon's photograph with a Google Doodle and added a new feature to Street View with which users can explore the lock above and below the water. There've been 10 searches over the years. There was a film, wasn't there, with Ted Danson about uh, Nessie. So Nessie has hit the big screen. Uh, So again, you know, anything Bigfoot can do, Nessie can can do the same. But there are still recent sightings For me, Loch Ness was something I was fascinated and obsessed with as a kid because it was, like you said, it felt plausible as a kid that this, because the locks are so deep, you know, people saying they couldn't really dredge the bottom and you can't see these. They're so wide, so deep. And the idea of potentially a monster or a creature living in Scotland, which, you know, even for us, is like eight or nine hours away. It felt like it was something that could happen and it was a mystery. But I'd not heard anything for absolute years, but apparently I think there are six sightings or there have been six sightings this year. Oh, wow. Yep. Yeah. So, because this article I've seen, said, it seems Nessie is back after a Scottish mum and daughter shared a photo of a mysterious black lump they say appeared before them as they walked on the banks of Loch, Loch Ness. The sighting has now been recorded as the sixth official sighting of the monster in 2022. Uh, and this was on 11th of 11th of october sorry so only a few weeks ago now before we go into talking about it it's been explained as as we said bird wakes is potentially been ills potentially an elephant what it was in 1979 california biologist dennis power and geographer donald johnson claimed that the surgeon's photograph was the top of the head extended trunk and flared nostrils of a swimming elephant photographed elsewhere and claimed to be from loch ness and we'll come back to that shortly and it's been described as a shark or catfish now I think this photo they they always talk about, when you see it, it does look almost like, um, what's it? Is it Diplodocus or Diplodocus, however you say yeah, it? The yeah. head normally looks yeah. like that. And then you've got like the three humps in the water, haven't you? Yeah. So that's yeah. a classic Nessie shape. So, yeah. Loch Ness. What do you say about Loch Ness? <laughs> what do we think? What
2: I find funny about that is the word, I think... I think I saw this 100-foot monster in the water. (laughs) How do you miss a 60 to 100-foot thing in the water? To me, this one is terrifying. Out of all the urban legends, uh, take away the decaying deer. Um, This one, uh, I have a fear of jumping into water. I have a fear of anything I can't see. And water is a huge point for me. And this one kind of hits hard for me. Um, When it comes to even when I swim in a lake, That's the first thing that pops into my head is, am I going to have this size of a whale prehistoric creature going to pop its head and eat me kind of deal. Um, Even though I, I'm not a firm believer in it. It's still the idea that terrifies me.
0: And you've hit the nail on the head there, that water, if you've ever kind of been out in the ocean or snorkeling, you really realize how insignificant you are to that massive water. now we've watched, um, here we go. You'll probably be able to tell me. There's a film that's supposedly based on a true story about a couple that got left behind from a snorkeling trip, and then it was it featured them, and then apparently they got then eaten by sharks. That's what they oh, sure. it. I can't remember what the film was called, but my partner's seen that, and now that's ruined when we ever go snorkeling or anything for her because that's all she's got in her head. So where I'm going with this story now is that absolutely, if you if you've ever been in that position you realize how 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 vast the ocean is and why can't there be things hidden in the water
1: yeah i i can't swim um i don't like water um if i was supposed to be able to swim i would have been born with web feet and gills <laughs> and that's my stance so do you know what it is as well is like there were previous explanations that like lock nest monster was actually like some sort of prehistoric dinosaur that was then trapped in the lock when water levels Dropped, and so as a result, remained there. And then that's kind of where, like, a reasonable—I say reasonable—explanation headed snake beast, elephant-looking thing that lives in Scotland. But yeah, for me, the whole water folklore stuff is immediately creepy to me because we already know that we don't know what's in the oceans. We can't go a certain depth, and it's a little bit like what you said about insignificance. So to me it's more likely that Loch Ness is a legitimate thing than probably any other urban legend I've heard. Because plausibly, you know, we don't know if there are gigantic dinosaur monster things living (laughs) 20,000 feet below the ocean, and one of them did get trapped. I think that of all of them, this is probably the most legitimate to me.
2: Yeah, I I would agree. And you talk about the ocean too. That if it were to be any prehistoric creature were to be anywhere to me, it would be in the ocean. And I don't, I do not visit the ocean being on the coast. I stay completely away from it. Um, but if you look at the depth of, uh, Loch Ness of what I think it was like 755 feet or some crazy number like that, um, it, the depth and the length of that area, it leaves to question of just almost the same as an ocean. Are there things that we haven't really seen? Is there a species at the bottom we haven't really seen? But to me, the ocean is realistic, and I can believe that. But a 100-foot
0: creature in a lake, even given that depth, that's uh, that's what I have problems swallowing. Yeah, so Loch Ness max depth is 227 meters.
1: How wide is Loch Ness, then?
0: It's 2.7 kilometers wide. Was just a piece uh, of, a
1: 100 foot monster in 200 2.7 kilometers. That's you know,
0: this is what I was going to say, right? So it goes for 36 kilometers, it's got an area of 56 kilometers, and it's got a max depth of I've got this in meters of uh, 227 meters now. That's what I was going to say is... It's more space than the whales get a sea world. <laughs> yes. you know I mean? It's true. <laughs> like, you
1: know, so it's perfectly plausible that, that that monster's fucking hiding in that log. <laughs>
0: but, but this is it. And that's what I was going to say. Whilst I think it is, or it could be plausible, uh, plausible, sorry, because of how vast the ocean is, we've just said that the story goes back to 595. So in all these years, we've never confidently said we we've spotted it so you would think so and now with so much satellite imagery and and cameras and tourism and there have been so many searches and yeah where's it going to hide <laughs> So so that's the only thing that always, and even I think as a kid, I was thinking is like, why hasn't anyone categorically seen it? I'm not just saying that these people haven't categorically seen it. I mean, we haven't categorically captured it properly on film. Is what do I do think. you know what it is?
1: And the problem with the problem that there's always going to be, especially in the modern day, is we just talked about how you can Google anything on your phone. Now, there is not a public event, a public place, a bit of scenery that you can go to where people do not have phones in their hands. Now imagine you're going to visit Loch Ness. I would have my camera out, videoing 24 seven, 4K ultra HD with sound, just in case I caught something. There is no way we've not seen something, unless like the Loch Ness monster has just evolved to avoid people.
2: <laughs> well, you bring a good point there because because I looked into Loch Ness before the show too, and there was a many expectation uh, expeditions on this, but one gave an example of a. F- Three to five week where they observed the lake, and that was back I think in the seventies. Now we have hundreds to probably thousands of people each day with phones. That, at some point, we should have seen something. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Well, you're not giving Nessie credit to hide. She's just a champion hide and seeker. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. got to take some pointers.
1: Well, can I just reference the first official sighting of the Loch Ness monster then from the one from 565 that you said? Yeah, yeah. So apparently it appeared in The Life of St Columba, which I imagine was a book um, written by Adamnan, again, an author or someone again at the time. And so they said that a water beast um, attacked a man um, and mauled him and dragged him underwater um, despite their attempts to rescue him by boat. Columba sent a follower to swim across the river. The beast approached him, but Columba made the sign of the cross and said, Go no further, do not touch the man. Go back at once. And the creature stopped as if it had been pulled back with ropes and fled. <laughs> Columba's man and the pigs gave what thanks for what they perceived as a miracle. So Loch Ness is actually um, Christian. Um so what that's what <laughs> I think is, I think it's just not seen a priest in that long. It's stayed <laughs> hidden because no man has come to, to give it permission to leave the lake since.
0: Well what I was gonna say, I just wanted to go back to to you, Louis, sorry, and then just ask her to you, was you know you said about um what how hasn't anybody seen this with all the cameras and that. Do you do you not remember maybe too young, but do you not remember that Kit Kat advert from TV years ago over here? So you know the chocolate bar Kit Kat, there was an advert. Okay, it's an advert, but there was this guy, it was um he was a photographer and he had a camera pointed out. It was called a panda enclosure, but he wasn't seeing anything. So he stops, turns around to have a Kit Kat and the panda comes out on roller skates. <laughs> so it was a guy in the suit who comes that roller skate and then goes in when he's finishing. How do we know Nessie isn't just having a laugh with us all these years?
2: <laughs> well, we talk about what we would do if we saw Bigfoot and we just obviously stare at it now with Loch Ness. I have to review after you release this episode on how to get rid of Loch Ness by just blessing it, apparently. So, this is <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get a script going. You gotta get a transcript of that and just put it on the web. I bet you it would be popular. You can make a buck off of that. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: oh, dear. I'm actually just seeing the time.
0: Where's the time going?
1: We're gonna go and do a casting views trip to Loch Ness, and I'm gonna bring holy water, a Bible, and see if we can. This get sounds
0: it like on. the exorcist, the reboot of the exorcist. This sounds. Like.
1: <laughs> I think
2: people will think I'm crazy if I just sat by the lock and go, "Come no further."
0: It's gonna.
1: <laughs> Dan, it could be our version of what's the monster from Pirates of the Caribbean? Oh, uh, the what's... one controlled by Davy Jones. Is it the Kraken? The Kraken. It's going to be <laughs> our British version of the Kraken. It's going to be like the Loch Ness Monster.
0: It's going to be like a little salmon or something, yeah. isn't
1: it? <laughs> it's going to, it's going to be, yeah, the, the Loch Ness Monster. We can go, we can summon it, and then whenever it hears our outro, it gets summoned.
0: Yeah, well, you know, you can, you can have your Wendigos, you can have your Bigfoots. I present Nessie. right. <laughs> I think
1: that's probably one of the biggest ones that we've
3: got.
0: Yeah. Right. Justin, what's, let's have another one. Ooh, this one's
2: kind of a wacky one, but I don't know. I love it. This one is the Bunny Man. Have you guys heard of the Bunny Man?
1: Now, I've heard of the Bunny Man, but don't know much detail about the Bunny I'm
0: Man. I'm not sure I have. I've I also know. heard of
1: the Candy Man, loosely related cousin by any chance.
0: Uh, distant cousin, <laughs> I would imagine. It's not, it's not Donnie Darko related, is it? <laughs> it's like a hybrid
2: of both. <laughs> like, so now this one, you can imagine the most terrifying image other than that uh, damn deer of just a guy in a bunny suit that just wields axes. So this one goes back to 1904, where a bus crash transferring patients to an asylum in Virginia over here. The patients escaped and the they found all of them but one where they found a litter of dead bunnies on the road. And we had reports of this guy in a bunny suit just having an axe and uh, graffitiing buildings and just threatening people with axes, throwing axes. And that one is probably one of the bigger ones of Virginia. And he, every report that um, people would report on him to try and locate him, they wouldn't find him. But there has been reports of police seeing a silly, uh, shadow of this bunny guy With just the years and an axe. So to this day, they still haven't found this guy, but there are still reports of a bunny man, which we're talking uh, about a human. So this one, do you think it would be just copycats at this point, since I doubt a guy dressed in a bunny suit that's going to be 120 years old? (laughs) Or is he? (laughs) Right, which goes into another legend that we could have, to our earlier conversation, talked about uh, just the spirit of it, right? And that's some of the rumors out there now, is that it's just the spirit of the bunny man.
1: I feel like that makes a really scary Halloween costume. So do people dedicate Halloween costumes and that sort of thing to the bunny man and dress up as the bunny man?
2: I would agree. And it's I'm surprised we haven't seen more horror concepts of this because I'm reading the story. There's no real pictures and it's using my imagination to try and visualize this. And I'm actually visualizing the thing from Donnie Darko
0: only on a like (laughs) on an escalated level. It does have all the ingredients to a horror film, though, doesn't it? Everything you said. So it's. did you say it was taking a group of patients to an asylum, did you say? And yep. you've got the axes and the bunny heads. Yeah, it's it's got all the ingredients to be a, a classic horror, doesn't it? And
2: I don't know. This one I found interesting. I have a whole list of them, but this one just stood out to me as I think I read this story a few times and I could not get it out of my head. So I
1: just had to talk about it. And and give that nightmare to us. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: I pass that on to you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This kind of reminds me do you know when you said mentioned about copycats? This kind of reminds me do you know there was that killer clown trend years ago? Yes. Where like people were dressing up as clowns and standing in the middle of the road with like legitimate chainsaws in their hands. This kind of feels like it's got that vibe about it, but almost feels a little bit more legitimate because the story, (laughs) like we knew that the killer clown thing was just people trying to be freaky for the sake of being freaky. But this, because of the legend behind it almost feels much more creepy because it's like, there's an air of legitimacy about it. So even if it was like copycats and like there there were the odd occasional sighting of a, like, you know, bunny ears, shadows, whatever it might be. That to me is actually much more terrifying. Yeah.
2: Well, Now that you bring up the killer clown, I don't know which one to me would be more terrifying, even if I didn't know that was a joke. Like, you just gave me a new nightmare. I haven't thought about that
0: in years. Well, I don't think we had... We had stories of them here, but I don't ever think anyone ever actually saw them. I think they were just stories being reported. Someone said they saw killer clowns, you know. Obviously not thinking they really are killer clowns. But yeah, I I, I believe that it probably did happen in the States. But I think over here, it just then became like is that a proper urban legend Well, right? i don't think anyone actually saw them they were just being reported in the media as having been seen but but when did you say this one took place just uh 1904, 1904. that's so a this classic could... time period for
2: horror stuff <laughs> well this could have been like the clown uh thing here but in 1904 it could have been like a 50 people dressing up in rabbit suits just going down to the dirt
0: roads and wielding axes <laughs> yeah that 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 sounds spooky that sounds weird it's not one yeah it's not one I've ever heard of i think I think I've
1: heard a different variation though of this because I was i just googled it to see if I could refresh my mind and there's instances in the nineteen seventies of like a bunny man but committing like murders again yeah with the axe. And then again, it talks about like individual sightings. So it says in the weeks following particular incidents, there were 54 reported sightings of the bunny man from independent sources. All all independent from each (laughs) other, independent from each
0: other. (laughs) People wanting some airtime. Do you see what you said earlier about the youngsters getting straight onto Google and checking things out? Right, (laughs) right. Unbelievable. You ruined it, Lou.
1: (laughs) That is very creepy. Although, if you did have to pick, would you rather have kill a clown or kill a bunny?
2: Uh, uh, okay, bunny? I feel if both had the intent of killing me, I'd rather be killed by the clown because I would probably walk up to a bunny because
0: I think it's cuter. <laughs> <laughs> so, My chance of survival on a clown, I'd go the other way. Well, that's what I'm thinking, though. If you've got to be taken out by either one of them, surely a rabbit is a cuter way to go.
1: Oh, yeah. And also,
0: just imagine the last noise you're ever going to hear is
1: like... Like how insufferable <laughs> would that be? While well, you're being murdered with an axe by a clown, and that's the last noise he the air. Blah, You know, are you
0: trying to claw at him and then you, put, you grab his like <laughs> the, grab the his tissue? Toes. No, you grab the tissue in his pocket. You just keep pulling it out. <laughs> it just keeps keeps on coming. <laughs>
1: Oh my god, someone oh. so needs to do a sketch on this. We can so do
0: a sketch. You clutch yeah. it there's <laughs> a flower in his <laughs> chest that just got water in your face that knocks you out or something. You're punching him in the head but hitting him in the nose and you just
3: hit...
0: <laughs> do you remember what we Definitely said at the start amazing. about taking factual advice from us? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh uh, well, yeah
1: maybe we do we write like a brief <laughs> document and it's like the bunny man survival guide you know you get like those
0: warning posters that people put out being like in the event of flood do this <laughs> surely you just gotta bring a big oversized bunch of carrots with you and you could just throw them throw you toilet just wave, wa- rolls at them <laughs> yeah wave wave the <laughs> carrot in its face and throw it away from you <laughs> I'm oh sorry oh mr Mr. Bunny Man, we're we're taking this seriously. Sorry. Okay. Right.
1: The thing is, as well, it's not even funny. I'm actually going to have a fucking night terror now. <laughs> like, I'm talking shit, but when we get off this podcast, I'm putting Kevin Hart straight on to have a laugh, and I'm sleeping with my lights on. Just watch <laughs> out
0: for any any unicycles in the town around <laughs> yeah, you. I'm going to hear like that
1: clown car noise like through my window in the distance. Like, now,
0: nah, bicycle not. bell. I it's like you know you know that scene in friends if you ever watch it where joey works out that um chandra and monica are seeing each other he's in clues it's like Lou, we're watching the news and it's like oh a unicycle shop has opened up in the town just at the same time as the circus is in town <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right Lou. what have you got next on your list
1: okay so i've got more kind of like a tale as opposed to like a physical thing i guess you would say it's more supernatural um, this was something that was quite common at school, and I think in the states you would have had a different equivalent. so we had Bloody Mary, don't know if you' heard of like the Bloody Mary where you're in a mirror calling out her name, and then a spirit comes and murders you, apparently. I think in the states you candy have man the candyman, yeah, or we <laughs> yeah, might have yeah, had the candy man yeah. as well, I don't know which but but that's kind of like the variations, I guess. Bloody Mary was really um, common at school. So there was like people who would like go into the toilets when you were younger and be like, we're going to switch the lights off and do it three times in the mirror. And then like people would just like try and jump scare each other, basically. But it became like a legitimate thing to the point of like, I remember when I was young being like, I can't go to the toilet and like to look in the mirror. And what if like, I just got tempted to say it, like what would happen to me? My parents would find me and I'd be murdered.
0: Did you ever not say it twice? And then, like, yeah, you yeah, be like, nah, nah, I mean, nah I'm not I'm, doing I'm, it third so time. I'm, yeah, I'm bitching out. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is actually
1: like proper origin story for this, though. Um, so originally, the ritual encouraged young women to walk up a flight of stairs backwards, holding a candle and a hand mirror in a darkened house. And as they gazed into the mirror, they're supposed to be able to catch a view of their future husband, however. There was a chance that they would see a skull or the face of the Grim Reaper instead. And this indicated (laughs) that they were going to die before they had a chance to marry. So in the ritual today, Bloody Mary allegedly appears to individuals or groups who ritualistically invoke her name in an act of catromancy? Katarapramancy? I don't know. These words are e- too for big and long to me. say <laughs> Yeah, I can't. I can't do it. And, but do you know what the problem is for me with this one is there's no set number of times you say the name. So some it's three, some say it's right. fifteen, some say it's thirteen because it must be an unlucky number. Um, so I kind of feel like at what point do you stop? Do you just stop until she appears? Um, so you need to do the ritual by uh, chanting her name into a mirror placed in a dimly lit or candlelit room. There's always candles with this scary shit as well, isn't there? Well, it's a cult, involved, isn't it? It's all yeah, a cult and a paramor- paranormal. Yeah. Um, the name must be uttered 13 times or another specified number of times. And apparently the apparition appears as a corpse, witch or ghost that can be friendly or evil and sometimes seen <laughs> covered in blood. Hence the name. I'm going to uh, guess
0: the covered in blood one's evil. Yeah, yeah,
1: I would think so. I think seeing the one covered in blood, I don't think she's reaching through your mirror to give you a, a firm handshake.
0: I also don't <laughs> like the fact that you've got a 50-50 chance. It could, yeah, yeah, be, good. A, it could be evil. <laughs> also, does it
1: does it matter on what type of person you are? Does like she only come for you if you're evil? Can anybody catch the smoke? Like, I don't know. I don't know. So surrounding the ritual states that the participants may endure the apparition, screaming at them, cursing them, strangling them, stealing their soul, drinking their blood or scratching out their eyes.
0: Do you not feel uncomfortable making fun of this now, though? <laughs>
1: no, but I mean, I just when I go to the bathroom, I just won't look at the mirror, and then I've got I, see if you could see this on video. I actually do have that mirror over my right shoulder, which is slightly freaking me out now. If
0: you yeah, but you have to it. say you have to say the keyword though. They're, they're yeah, often random true. things, though. Isn't it?
1: This is true, so as long as I don't say it two more times and don't talk about the actual ritual like that... <laughs> um, like Justin, so, we've got to trick
0: him to say it another time. <laughs> before we oh, go absolutely. into... What, like... did you, what did you say this was again, sorry? Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> before I go into like the phenomenon explanations, um, <laughs> did you ever experience this at school, like a variation of this, like the Candyman, that sort of thing, that's obviously to both of you? So, I... This one was big over here. I mean,
2: in school, we were too scared shitless to do any of that. Um, so we wouldn't do it. And as you read the description, it almost reads like a contract negotiation. It's like, okay, so <laughs> z- zero to 13 times. It may be friendly. It may not. It's like they came to an agreement at the end. Just say, okay, list all the bad things that can be happened just to make sure we don't get sued. <laughs> and, and, But this one... Candyman really brought this story i think out um where kids actually really uh researched this or actually attempted it me personally not a chance
0: (laughs) nope i think i think it was bloody mary for me as well but yeah i remember Candyman being bringing it back and being quite yeah because you'd look in the mirror and you'd say right because that was three times you say i could say it twice i know i'm going to be saved twice but then you have to say what's uh the limitation do I have to wait 24 hours before I can say it again does it reset after 24 or does it never reset so if I then said Candyman uh, uh, you know a year later when it's still triggered and, and Justin like you said try it's like you know all the words you get at the end of a financial advert about shares which says the value of your investment could go could go down as well as up and it sounds like this the ghostly apparition that appears could be evil as well as good you know you take it on yourself yeah there's just too many variables about this to even want to to even want to contemplate doing this. (laughs) (laughs) There are um, some explanations for the phenomenon of, of
1: seeing like an apparition in a mirror. Apparently staring into a mirror in a dimly room for a prolonged period of time can actually cause you to hallucinate. So facial features may appear to melt, distort, disappear and rotate, whilst other hallucinatory elements such as animals or strange faces may appear. Now there's Giovanni Caputo of the University of Abino wrote that the phenomenon which he calls the strange face illusion is believed to be a cons- consequence of disassociative identity effect which causes the brain's facial recognition system to misfire in what is currently an unidentified way um, and then other explanations have included things like self-hypnosis because I guess if you're standing in a room in a candlelit room staring deeply into a mirror whilst concentrating on this thing I guess you are kind of like setting yourself up into a mindset that's like I'm um, taking everything else out into my mind. I'm going to make this happen. And your mm. brain can play tricks on you, especially in the dark. Mm. How many times have you ever walked through your house if you've switched lights off and thought, what did I just see? Or walked through like yeah. a dimly lit street and been like, was that something that moved there and not Very seen true, something? Very true,
0: actually. Like you said, why would you in reality be scared to look into a mirror and say something three times? So I guess if you've already got that in the back of your head and you're doing it in the dark and you're doing it with a candle yeah. The other thing I was going to say was we we mentioned it in our superstition episode. Actually, there's been a long-standing thing in certain cultures that the mirror was representative of, like, life and the soul, wasn't it? Are we saying that if you say the right wording or incantation in the right condition, that potentially you might see the opposite or what's on the other side? If you know what I mean? Because remember, we said that's where the broken mirror bad luck comes from.
3: Was, yeah, yeah. You know,
0: you you were destroying. It's it's supposed to be a symbol of life. What I always remember when I was young about this is like, why would I even want to tempt fate? That's what they say is going to do it. Yeah. Fine, those people that don't do it, you go for it. I'm just going to sit here and read my my comic. <laughs> you know? Yeah,
1: I guess there's not much of a difference here between something like this and like a Ouija board or something, is there? Really? That's yeah. kind of like, but because I guess that's kind of the same thing that you're playing with. I guess the only difference with a Ouija board is like there's a physical, tangible thing that you're touching as opposed to this, where it's like, okay, I don't, I'm i not touching anything, I'm just saying something. It feels more disassociated from real consequence, I guess. Um, there is also a little bit of history on terms of um, who the apparition is. So there's some debate on whether or not it's actually based on a real woman um, and a number of historical figures have been put forward, including Mary the um, first of England. So that was the daughter of Henry VIII, who had 300 religious dissenters burned at the stake during her reign, um, earning her the name Bloody Mary. Elizabeth Bathroy was a seventeenth. 17- I can only say it once more. Um, Elizabeth Bathroy was a seventeenth-century Hungarian countess who allegedly tortured and killed 650 girls and women, bathed in their blood, and was accused of vampirism. Wow! Um, and wow. then a Mary Worth who was identified as either a woman who killed slaves escaping American South via the Underground Railroad, or a woman who was burned alive at the stake during the witch trials in the early modern period. Um, so there's a number of historical figures. And also that kind of explains where it's kind of gone across the Atlantic, because we've got both American and British explanations for the historical character of she who shall not be named. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can see my reflection. In, so I don't know if this counts. This is what Dan was saying about. Where, that wasn't like, you your know.
0: reflection. I could see. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Like just staring into a webcam count, I don't know. This feels like an episode of Unfriended. Do you know that film on Facebook where they're all on that
0: live chat together and they're all disappearing and being murdered in horrific ways? I did want to send Justin, I was going to send you a message. Should we just say, what's happened to Lou? Lou, Lou, talk to us, Lou. you there? I file this under creepy. It's like, these are the kind of ones that, yeah, any person that doesn't believe in that, you always... Or, or a lot of people I know would think twice about doing it because you're, you're always like, well, why would I even bother trying? You know, I'm not going to tempt that fate there.
1: That's the thing. And I feel like, again, this is one of those ones that kind of like carries out into adulthood because ad- as an adult, you can just get away with being "Ah, oh, that's bloody stupid, but we all know that you just wouldn't do it because you're too,
0: <laughs> too concerned that there might be a consequence. If anyone listening has done this, get in touch with <laughs> us and let us know how it turned out for you. So. I'd be the one pressuring other people to do it just to see if it <laughs> yeah. works i'll be in the back watching oh sorry you just reminded me though doing something you said there with vampirism i remember for me when i was a kid vampires were a huge deal i was worried that dracula was going to come after me it wasn't bloody mary or whatever but yeah vampires i thought were were these real you know you think they're these real things so they were all the rage they were more the rage then i think than they are in films now and again that that was another weird thing it's like what what makes you believe in that
2: vampires were scary to me as a kid up until you saw
0: everybody dressing like them in high school and then it just <laughs> yeah. kind of yeah i don't know when this episode is but lou's got a lou's got a, a hot take on on that, that people that dress like that didn't you in our last episode so
1: oh my god yeah yeah of
0: course yeah 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 <laughs> another one i remember sort of as a, as a kid growing up and to some extent you still do get it now we have had a history of big cats prowling the countryside here apparently <laughs> yeah,
1: that's actually very true yeah yeah
0: right and I kind of go into it but I will throw this into the camp of Loch Ness and Nessie if we still not found out after 100 years our island isn't the biggest island so you know I know the countryside is the countryside but if there were these big cats prowling again how we haven't seen them or caught them as such always um is eluding me Basically, since the nineteen sixties there have been many alleged sightings of big cats across Britain. A fifteen month survey conducted in two thousand and three to two thousand two thousand and three to two thousand and four. I can't say, I've got to get my teeth in. By the British Big Cat Society gave the following regional breakdown. So this was so remember a fifteen month survey, oh three to 04, 2,052 sightings of big cats, right? Wow, that's a lot. Hmm. Yeah, and that was so the biggest region being the southwest of twenty one percent. Since nineteen oh three, a number of exotic cats, all of which are thought to have escaped from cat- captivity, have been killed or captured. So that's where you know where the the story comes from is supposedly people have either uh, what's the word they've imported these these wild cats and have let them go because they don't want to get caught or that they, they've grown too big for them. A couple of the more popular ones there was one called the Beast of Bodmin Moor and there was what's the other one uh the other one i've got it here oh beast of exmoor now i did have a look at a list of all of them and again as with any good urban legend or scary story it's all about the wording so here are the alleged cat sightings right and spot the theme the beast of bodmin moor the beast of exmoor the beast of Bucken, the beast of cumbria the whole hellcat the berry beast The Wildcat of Wakefield. Uh, So, you you know, it's all adding that little bit of drama around it. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Lou, there's a couple supposedly near us. So you've got the Bedfordshire big cat and the Beast of Silso, which is kind of between you and me-ish. But I like this. So that was described as a cat as big as a Labrador. So it might be a Labrador. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if i advise and look, i won't go into it because there's a lot but u- ultimately there are so many sightings and if you see them some of them just look like a picture of a cat zoomed up though you know so so it's just bigger or there's been reports of like body parts uh, not body part like animal like a dog leg being found but ultimately we have foxes and things roam in the countryside as well that you know might do desperate things in desperate sort of times
3: well you know
0: in in the uk we we just don't
1: have particularly dangerous animals like in in, you know certain parts of the world like in australia spiders in the night could kill you and i know in the states like you guys have like mountain lions and stuff don't you oh yeah. yeah yeah we don't have anything like that like we have pigeons and we might have like chickens or sheep sheep are quite aggressive we don't like sheep and um, that sort of thing. We've never, do you know what I mean? But typically, cows are big we,
0: killers here. Cows, cows, are attack, killers. cows
1: actually, are. and do you yeah. know what? I read a statistic that said that I think that if you have a, if a cow attacks you, your chance of survival is actually only twenty five percent
0: if you get attacked by a cow in the UK. That's crazy. On digression here, I we went when we moved to the new town, we walked through this like um, green walk as they call it, you know, through the fields and that, and there were these cows. And my partner was saying, "Them, oh, I don't get too close to them." I was saying, no, she goes, no, no, they kill a lot of walkers. I said, don't be so ridiculous. Get home, look at the newspaper. Walkers trampled, killed to death by cows in real. Yeah, but... And I'm like, okay, all right, I'll believe you. Cows are actually what? really
1: dangerous things here, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> what kind of cows do you have over there? <laughs>
3: like, <laughs> what?
0: You don't get too close to find out. Yeah, this, yeah, Steve. we <laughs> have we have very no. ter- territorial
1: cows because they, you walk through the field and they're like, literally, you what, bruv? That's, that's the way that they are in the UK. (laughs) Jeez. Well, okay. So I had a terrible experience I went for a walk and my girlfriend's got a dog. It's an old Labrador. He's like 11 or 12 years old now. And we went for a walk with him and near her, there's lots of open fields and they all have cows where you walk through those cow fences so they can't get through them. And I've been in fields with cows before, never had an issue. So we're walking towards them, but my girlfriend's still very, very apprehensive. So we're walking to a group of three of them, and I'm like, okay, nothing to be worried about. Look, just walk, just walk. She walked, We walked towards it, and two of them, absolutely fine. And obviously, they were actually really big things, to be fair. Um, and there was a third one. It was like a brown and white cow, and it looked, and it just didn't stop looking at me. I was like, okay, it's a little bit weird, to the point where my girlfriend looked at it and said, I'm going the other way. So I was like, don't be stupid. It will be fine. Got towards this cow. And then as I started walking past it, it did that thing with its hoof. Do you know where like bulls do it? They do that. Like they they dip the dirt up. And then it started walking towards me and the dog much more quickly. And in that moment, I thought to myself, I was like, I cannot have it written on my gravestone that I was trampled by a cow. I was like, I cannot have this. I was like, I've eaten too much beef in my life to have the retribution <laughs> like brought back to me by the, by the brother of what I've eaten. I was like, it's not happening.
0: Here you go, Justin. About twenty-two people are killed by cows each year, and uh, of those, what I like about seventy-five percent were intentional. <laughs> what <laughs> we okay? There's a ton of
2: cows over here. Now I'm going to be looking over my shoulder every time I go by a cow. I need Lou's blessing. What what do you say to Loch Ness again? No, I don't think gotta... that works for cows.
1: It has not been tested yet. <laughs> cows just cows are just out for revenge. Well, this is the thing. I just thought to myself, I was like, it's a big animal. Don't make sudden movements. Continue walking at the pace that I'm walking and just remain calm. And then there was a, another woman who was a dog walker walking towards me. She, when I got to her, put her dog on the lead and said, I have never seen a
0: cow do that
1: in this field. And I just thought to myself, I was like, was I really at risk then? Or was I just trying to be brave in
0: front of my girlfriend? I thought my other half, I thought maybe she'd misunderstood the story or something. So I'm like w- looking at walking up to these cows. And then when we got home, I'm like, yeah, I'm not tempting that fate either. <laughs> um, but but sorry, yeah, back back on the story. I think there have been some pictures. I can't, what are they called? Are they called caracals or car- carousels? You know, they've got like, they are slightly mm, bigger I think they've been spotted here. And I I can absolutely imagine with that, you know, the trend for people to want to bring in these pets and then let them go because they can't look after them. But to answer the the, the original ones where, you know, like I'm growing up, where they're talking about panthers and lynxes is how do they evade being caught or captured? I I, I just can't. Yeah. Uh, And the pictures are always grainy footage that were, you know, it's taken there about... 200 miles away, and it's a it's a cloudy day, and it's like, yeah, and they, they're convinced that that's a panther. I, I, I don't know. I don't know.
1: Well, I've just read an article because, again, I'm doing more Googling, and this is in Grimsby Live. Where is Grimsby? My British geography isn't particularly brilliant. Grimsby, I
0: thought, isn't that up north? north? Is that near Manchester? Oh, I don't know.
1: Could be. You might be offending a load of people by saying that, so let's let's. We'll, we'll I'll let out. I'll let yeah. you out. <laughs> So here we go. So this the, yeah,
0: the I article... no, sorry, um, no, I'm completely wrong. Yeah. Um when when I edit this. Yeah, so Grimsby is actually on the uh the east coast, kind of yeah, it is actually like, Norwichy way. No, 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 um, no, it's further up. So you've got Manchester no. here, obviously for the people at home, just imagine where I'm pointing. Manchester's here, <laughs> Sheffield's here, and Grimsby's here. So right, okay.
1: It's... So I've seen this in the in the Grimsby Live, and this is Jaguar spotted in northern Lincolnshire. Oh, my God, I should have just read the article to you. It's northern Lincolnshire. <laughs> as big cat sightings rise. <laughs> and then the people said, she said, the incident happened on Saturday, May 21st, around 4 p.m. My friend and I were just confused, really, when we saw it in a nearby field, as it was much bigger than your average cat. We tried to use our phones to zoom in, but it was too blurry. It honestly had Jaguar-like sizing, though, and a similar tail too. It, right, this article was released on the... 11th of June, 2022. What What are you using to take your video that you can't zoom <laughs> yeah. in? It's a fucking Motorola Razr from the early 2000s. Like, I've got what have you filmed
0: that zoom in on the moon now. Have you yeah, seen do that?
1: Do you know I mean, I can take ultra 4K HD video two and a half miles away with my mobile. And you're telling me you can't capture a big cat going for a field. No, I don't believe it. She's what it's story in the paper.
0: Just one more thing I've got before I do sort of Justin over this to you about this is... um. There was a story here. There was a brilliant one here. So it might have been around 95-ish, but there was a, a report about a boy who found the leopard skull lying on the banks of the River Foey, which was brilliant because you think, oh, we've got proof. However, the Natural History Museum soon found the leopard skull to have been imported into this country as part of a leopard skin rug. So <laughs> it's like a- All I'm going to finish with is I remember, again, being fascinated because, again, as a kid, the idea that there were these big cats prowling the countryside. So I remember every car journey, I was always looking out the window just in case I saw that Jaguar or that Panther. What's your view on this one, Justin? Anything similar in in the States? Well, actually, it's more likely like Lou said, to be fair. You've got. Sorry.
1: Hang on a minute. Justin can't go for a walk in the forest because Bigfoot (laughs) gets him. He can't (laughs) go near the Canadian border because the Wendigo gets him. Um, and what did we say about water? He don't like water, so he can't do his episode in <laughs> Miami, Florida. And now you're saying he can't go walking in mountains because there's fucking mountain lions as well. This man <laughs> cannot do a thing. We in Britain.
2: <laughs> I gotta m have to move. I'm out. No, we got oh the cows here. Oh my like, god. Come here we've got oh cows god. here.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my god. So this I know you mentioned this to me yesterday, Dan, about this sick this uh large cat thing. And I kind of chuckled and I didn't, re- I was like, what? But this is more common than you actually think just, and this is where we get into technology. Just Google 600 pound cat. I'm looking at like 50, 60 pictures of large cats. Some of them are mostly amusing, <laughs> uh, but like, there's like, who comes up with that? Like that you use words like beast and you use words like, uh yeah. Like, I don't get the concept of why, how they were trying to make a cat terrifying.
0: It's a cat. And like I said, if you just Google some of the images, some do just look like house cats that have been stretched or 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 maybe as they've, um, as they've taken a picture, they're moving. So it's just elongated the body of the cat. I mean, I'm, I'm, I remember seeing once it did just look like a ginger house cat. <laughs> no no no
2: more well do you think that this is an urban legend to prove because what we talked about earlier to uh
0: set a guy, set of rules for kids or is this just kind of a fun little bit i think maybe someone to see one maybe there was a larger cat like i said maybe there might have been a runaway or something from, from a, a sanctuary and then i think people want to see things yeah you know absolutely. they want to be the one mm-hmm. and this was back in the day where you could then get on the national press True. You know, nowadays you can just upload a picture to Twitter or whatever. I think there's a a longing for people to want to spot something like this, and 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 say they've got the evidence, they've got that definitive shot of a cat that's as big as a Labrador, which they're not that big either, really. Labradors. A thing. Yeah. yeah,
2: I agree. And it's, I think it's part of that the attention wanting to be in the spotlight too. And you take something as safe as a cat to kind of be something just mild to be in that spotlight just just enough to kind of give you that attention but you know it's a curious topic it's a very
0: well let me tell you how I many try. people are killed by cats each year in England uh, <laughs> Now, and this is what I was saying, obviously, Lou, earlier about with your bad news at the start. I did, you know, you've made me feel bad about talking about this one. But...
1: Well, you know what, then? To lighten the mood, I've actually found something really funny because, again, using Google, which is my best friend, I just Googled the top 15 like or like, top wild animals in the States. Um, <laughs> oh, and you've no. got cougars, alligators, grizzly bears, bison, moose, coyotes, bobcats. And then I've done the same, but looked at Britain. And we've got badgers, um, fox, (laughs) um, rabbits. Dormouse is actually one of them. And I'm just thinking, (laughs) (laughs) European hedgehog is another one. I'm like, we just don't have to deal with half. We don't even have the British
0: hedgehog. (laughs) 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 Bobcats, so they're funny ones, though, aren't they, Jesse? Because they look quite cute, but aren't they quite nasty? So they can be. They can be. And
2: when you look at cougars, too, you don't you picture something decently sized, but nothing, when you actually see them up close, they are monstrous. They are intimidating and they are scary as hell. Um, And going in majority of the woods that we spent a lot of the summers to, you have to be aware of that surrounding in this area because you do have a high possibility of seeing animals like that, especially bears over here.
1: Is it common then for people to, like, go on walks and take, like, a form of protection in, like, the form of a firearm or something with them as a result of the risk of encountering a wild animal?
2: Uh, some do. I mean, me, I'm not a huge gun guy, just upfront and honest. Um, I'm, like, bring the bear spray, bring maybe a knife or just, you know, bring
0: some sort of protection. You know, maybe I'll, I'll be blade. there throwing rocks yeah. at it. Yeah. <laughs> we we bring we bring we bring like mosquito repellent maybe at most and some sunscreen yeah (laughs) yeah
1: but that's the thing like basil basil brush is really not worrying (laughs) us. i see a fox and i'm like oh my god that's a fox
0: however (laughs) we do have to be careful here if you're walking through the like long grass here it's ticks ticks can be quite bad if they can Mm. give you that lyme disease can't they oh yeah oh yeah yeah that's that's
1: brilliant daniel justin's
0: talking about seeing fucking mountain lions you're like oh yeah ticks they're (laughs) it. these things probably could kill you more (laughs) because at least you can see a bear. <laughs> you know, I've got a chance of seeing a bear. <laughs> you haven't got a chance of seeing these, right? Yeah. Right, right, that That's my two. So, who's got more? So, do we want to rattle through? So, Justin, do you want to give us another one?
2: Uh, da I don't know if we want to talk about the Richard Gere thing
0: or just have like a little <laughs> fun with it. Lou, do you know the Richard Gere thing, the story? I don't know. Actually, you can do I, I I read about this last night. if you remind me. Apparently, it was supposedly started by Sylvester Stallone, wasn't it? That's what I read. That's the newest rumor. <laughs>
2: that rumor happened this year. So, so Dan, I think we need to talk about, to lighten the load of all this horrific thing. So, actually, I think this would actually give me more nightmares. Um, <laughs> Have you guys heard of the Richard Gere Urban Legend?
3: No,
0: I have, definitely, I yeah. Personally.
2: Okay. This one was pretty big in the States where, without going into full graphic detail, but he was accused of sexually pleasing himself with a gerbil in area. Just be careful, please, with what you say here, Lou. <laughs> <laughs> and the tools used were that of what you would find around the house, but this... Escalated pretty heavily. I think it was in the '90s, if I remember correctly. I'm not too sure, um, but without internet uh, being hugely popular, this one actually took uh, the urban legends to a new level when it comes to celebrity status. And uh, when it comes to, it almost went from rumor to just become an actual urban legend. Um, now, Dan, you said you looked into it. What what were your thoughts when you uh, when you
0: saw it? Well, I just I was very careful with what I searched, by the way. Sorry, but um, <laughs> no, no, I no, because I I do remember this story, and I don't know how how I remember hearing about it. Is that not the whole South Park? Was it Lamykins? I'm sure that's that's all linked to that, yep. right? Yep. But I just remember googling it just to find out what type when it started, and just seeing that yeah, the the current thing was about apparently Stallone was involved in it, which I kind of made me chuckle at that that bit. Wait, he started it or he was involved in it? No, I, I I think that he started it. He was the one okay. that supposedly started the rumor. Yeah, yeah. I have my own theory on that one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think it was around the time, I think, of Pretty Woman. I think Julia Roberts started this one. I think she was so pissed off that he snapped that jewelry case on her finger. She got her revenge on this one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's the director's cut version.
2: (laughs) Place blame on Stallone. This one is actually an interesting one to me because given the time the rumors or the uh, urban legend of what it may be came out, it was a pretty taboo and extreme, uh, urban legend to come out, especially with such a random person. Um, because if you look at, uh, the time again, you had Stallone, which that's probably where it came into the uh, rumors. Um, but you had the '90 action stars. You had like Nick Cage, you have Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Why Richard Gere? It was so
0: <laughs> random that it almost convinced people that it was true. I, do you know what? I'm trying to think back now, though. What I don't remember Richard Gere though being overly in the press all the time. Or am I just remembering that wrong? So I'm wondering if he was a good target because he was so elusive in the press that maybe it was more viable than someone who's always featured in the, the the magazines and the papers. Which that's a good
2: point too. You try and put like Stallone in that picture. They're like, nah, Stallone wouldn't put treat a gerbil that way. (laughs) But, but you kind of look at Richard Gere you're absolutely right i can totally picture richard gear sticking a gerbil in his ass he looks
3: like
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and i can see lou Google. just be careful mate <laughs> just make sure you hit images putting the vpn on <laughs> <laughs> but you do hit on a on a whole other kind of urban legend and i remember as well when i was a kid that there were rumors of male celebrities removing a rib so they could pleasure mm. themselves as well you know and you're thinking yep. to what extent would you go to have surgery <laughs> you know to, to do that I, oh are you asking me <laughs> <laughs> i remember that one too yeah but yeah Salou. So yeah it's, it's, it's probably a weird one because i guess we're dating this one with being richard gear i guess i don't think it can happen now probably because of lawyers and stuff like that but it was just something at the time it just ran around like a rumor like that could go around playgrounds and offices and clubs do you know what I mean yeah coming home from school this kind of
1: reminds me of like the whole freddie star ate my hamster thing (laughs) yeah Yeah. like do you remember that was a story for ages and it was about like freddie star legitimately putting someone's hamster between two slices of bread and just yamming down on it
0: yeah he was a british comedian crazy (laughs) Well, he's also, there's other, since he passed, there's other problematic things have come out about him. But yeah, there yeah. was a rumor <laughs> was about, yeah, eating a hamster. But, and then, well, there's the Ozzy Osbourne eating the bat or, or biting the bat head as say, well, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, when you're peckish.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, you know what? I'm actually sorry, but Ozzy Osbourne's far too
0: easy of a target. I feel sorry for him. No, but I think he, oh, no, but I think he did do it. But it was obvious, I think it was a prop, wasn't it? It was. Oh, right. sorry. Oh, right. yeah. yeah, I think he did yeah. do it. I was about to be like, oh shit, sorry. <laughs> <I> mean, <man. laughs> well, they, they, in the in the day, these these rock bands, these yeah, uh, this is true, and
1: they're like, well, yeah, yeah, anything, <laughs> anything, anything. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, have you got have you got any more? Oh, I think that's it for me. I was going to briefly touch on one, and that's only because I'm hawking back to my university town, and it's Robin Hood.
0: Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. Um, Robin Hood, obviously Justin... He was real. I, went... I thought it was real. Didn't yeah. It? Yeah.
1: <laughs> what? Uh, Justin, I imagine you've got a little bit of context on Robin Hood. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I obviously went to university in Nottingham and there's a lot dedicated to Robin Hood in Nottingham. There's big statues of him and people get tattoos, um, all of that sort of thing. There's a lot of cultural reference to him. Um, and then I went and looked it up because I thought maybe he was originally... Based on like some form of bandit who actually did exist, and you know, it, it was there, there must have been some sort of historical figure, but apparently, absolutely not. He was just in fables and stories from the outset. Um, and now that entire city of Nottingham has got a whole theme based around Robin Hood, who is just a completely fictional character from the outset, which I think is kind of amazing. It's like the
0: Terminator, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: It is brilliant. And I just think to myself, for a fictional character to have that much weight, I just thought was absolutely brilliant. And, you know, living in Nottingham for what was nearly, what, four or five years, um, I always thought that Robin Hood was just a character that was based on like a historical fact or something at some point. I didn't realise it was just completely urban legend, all in fables, like earliest references to Robin Hood are like 1250, I think which is some long time ago. Um, and the fact that those kind of fables and stories were continuously told for what was a period of like 600 years, um, I think is absolutely mental. Um, but yeah, Robin Hood robbing from the rich and giving to the poor apparently had an affinity for people who were poor or of humble status alongside women. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, very, very, very strange one. I feel like we could go on forever, but I'm conscious that yeah, like, the time. We, do, we need a rubber. <laughs>
0: We could have done a part two. Um, Justin, any views <laughs> on Robin Hood from from your side to the the Atlantic?
2: Yeah. Well, in a case that Robin Hood is a almost a folk tale where it doesn't have to be to the extent of, you know, he made a career out of robbing from the rich or the poor. It's it could be a innocent uh kid, youth, adult that just had a piece of bread given to him and then it's just one of those words of mouth that it's the symbolism of the icon of the action. Um that uh Made that tale. It had to originate from somewhere of this story, and even though Robin Hood is a fictional character, the action probably isn't. And I think that's a respectable um, way of looking at it when it comes to creating this story to teach a moral lesson. So I, I think that's a great one. That
0: I'm glad you brought that one up. I think Lou that it it can get away is almost believing it is because you know obviously medieval history was huge in this country and there are so many things based on on real you know programs based on medieval history that i think if you were brought up watching that you could probably believe it was a character that like you said okay a little bit hollywoodified if you know what i mean you know sort of jazzed up a bit but that there was a semblance of a of a real person there robin hood okay right cool so Um, and the thing is, we've not even then touched on like the things that then did evolve, you know, evolve when the internet came out. So there's all these stories, you know, about my friend just got pulled over by this car who said they were a police, do you know what I mean? All these internet, maybe there's an, there's an episode there that maybe we can get you back on Justin for something like that. Oh, that that would be,
2: it would be a perfect high end sequel right there. Yeah.
0: But yeah, there you go. So part the the second part of the trilogy will focus on that as all good films have, (laughs) um, (laughs) Right. Uh Justin, before we go then, is uh is there anything do you wanna sort of direct people to any particular socials or anything? Uh yeah, I can so
2: if you guys want to uh check out the movie wire again, it's available on all uh platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at moviewire show. And we are coming into Oscar season, so my the show is gonna be fully loaded with
0: a bunch of hopefully some great films yeah definitely check out the show it's, really, it's, it's a really interesting show and uh, you're really up the game with your socials uh, your artwork and your little teaser clips Lou we've got to sort <laughs> ourselves out
1: <laughs> we, well, I, I did say in our last episode I don't know if this is going out now before or afterwards that we needed a soundboard board uh, <laughs> at least to start <laughs> <Yeah>. with <laughs> uh, Lou anything from you before we go um, no nothing apart from the fact that my cat's still dead um <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I
0: haven't really got anything else to add. Um, no. Okay. no. <laughs> okay. Well, if you want to get hold of us, if you want to send a message of Codolus to Lou, if you want to talk about anything we've said, so what What, what have we said? Let's do, so we, we did Bigfoot. We did. Wendigo. Wendigo. We did Bloody Mary. We did Big Cats. We did Loch Ness. Uh, Justin, what else? We did Richard Gear. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The gerbil, yep, yep. Uh, oh, and the bunny man, that's it, yeah. Right, so if you've heard of these or you've got any story of those, get in touch with us. We are castingviewspod at gmail.com or at castingviews on Twitter. And we know there's a lot of podcasts from which you can choose, so we thank you for listening to Casting Views. Two,
3: three, four. If I want your opinion, I will give it. To you Come on, check what we've got Cause you need it Don't make us get a spark and force feed